listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. We have some great news, man. We've been having a lot of great uh, testimonies come in. And um, one of the things that uh, we're going to share with you today is not only testimonies of people that are writing in, which are extremely encouraging, but um, I want to take a minute from the Word of God as we're teaching this and talk to you about divine provision. Because I know there's a lot of people, I got an update on my phone today on Twitter, that another 5.2 million uh, Americans filed for bankruptcy or not bankruptcy <laughs> you got me all screwed up today not bankruptcy unemployment five <laughs> fact check Ted fact check another 5.2 uh, million Americans <laughs> filed for unemployment and uh, not bankruptcy so what would that, that's, that would be, because uh, they'd already been over 10 million. So now we're up towards 15 plus million Americans that have filed for unemployment. And uh, so I, I understand that people are, um, there are people that are, you know, worried. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, you can't just yell it in a room. There's actual paperwork. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jordan. But for, for sure, there are, are people that are truly worried in America. Obviously, there are people that are, um, you know, thinking about their future, thinking about their family and having to deal with these things. And so there's so much fear that's being spread around. There's so much uh, worry. And, and of course, we know the Bible says that there's a spirit of fear. So, you know, we go, go going beyond that. It's important to, and that's why we've taken the time to build your faith. But today we're going to look and show you some things in the word of God, how if you're a child of God, if you're part of the family of God, you're not dependent upon this earth's economic system or the government's assistance. That's not your source. We're talking about the fact today that God is your source. And we're going to share some stories of supernatural provision with you. And we're going to give you testimonies of what God's doing for others even those that are watching the broadcast. And um, it's extremely encouraging, extremely encouraging. And I want to encourage your faith today with Carolyn as we're teaching this. God's going to take care of you as well. God will take care of you. See, we have access to something that other people don't have access to, which is the mighty power of God. If you are a child of God, you have access to the power of God. And that's why we take the time to teach you from the word because understand this, the Bible doesn't say that people are destroyed because the devil's attacking. Yeah. It says people are destroyed because they have a lack of knowledge. And so the Bible teaches us in John 8, 32, that you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free or set you free. Right. So it's the truth you know that sets you free. It's the truth you know that makes you free. And so today we're going to give you some supernatural truth about divine provision. If you haven't shared it, take a minute and share the broadcast. Very important today. 
because so many people are worried about what's going to happen to them financially, worried about the provision for their family. Some are even saying, you know, I, I understand that the government is doing uh, stimulus checks for people, but it still won't be enough, enough for my family to do this or that. Uh, and, and I understand people are talking like that. What I want you to understand, we just finished two days talking about making faith declarations, but now I want you to understand that in specifically in the area of finance, we are going to declare some things today and I'm going to show you some things, some keys from the word of God, and then we're going to read you some testimonies, encourage your faith because they encouraged my faith and I love it. That's why I encourage people, by the way, that if you haven't joined us via text message, um, there's the information on the screen. You can go to miracleword.com forward slash text and sign up to be a part of the text message family. People are texting me testimonies and uh, praise reports, all kinds of things that are happening. I want to hear from you. And uh, we want to not only hear from you regarding your testimonies, we want to be able to pray for you when you have prayer requests by name. And we're doing that every single week. Look at Karen said, I got a check back in the mail that I sent out for hospital bill. It said it was already paid. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we're actually believing God. Debts will be canceled. What did we start declaring last year? It's interesting. Because each, each year, our pastor releases the word of the Lord for the church and preaches it on the New Year's Eve service that we have at the church. And uh, our pastor, Bishop Rick Thomas, we went back, and I don't know if any of you that may be watching, you're a part of Abundant Life. Um, it's interesting because as he was preaching, December 31st, he began to prophesy about the year that we were going to have this year. And I thought it was extremely interesting that he, as he prophesied, he was talking about the fact that this is our year of the flow of the Holy Spirit. God's power is going to move in our lives. We're going to see miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations, abundance, provision. And uh, as he's in the Holy Ghost preaching and prophesying, then he started to say, and they replayed this just a couple of uh, days ago. He said, and when all, and he said, and when we get to March and all hell breaks loose, you're not going to be shaken. You're not going to be moved. And so the Lord even began to warn us back in December yeah. that by the time we hit March, see, that's the thing. When there's a move of God, when there is something that the Lord is doing, don't think that the enemy won't try to resist what God's doing. And so we've been declaring all the way back since what, about October, that this was going to be a year <clears throat> of violent increase right. and expedited favor. This will be a year of violent increase and expedited favor. Well, obviously the devil doesn't want that. He doesn't want you to be blessed. He doesn't want you to overflow, but that doesn't change what God's going to do for us. Does not change it. And I thought that was interesting that as Bishop was talking and prophesying, yeah. the Lord began to warn us. Warn you know. us at the exact month. And the Lord God will do that. He'll Absolutely. tell you things to come. Absolutely. You know, that's one of our benefits. I don't know if you have the ability to go to uh, real quickly to Jeremiah. But if you go to Jeremiah 33, I want to just look at this one verse before we start because um, one of the blessings that we have as believers is that the Lord will actually warn us of things to come. Why? To prepare us, to put us in position to handle them and deal with them. Uh, Jeremiah 33 in the third verse, how does it read in the New Living? Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. See that? Ask me. So this is the power of prayer. God said, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. Right. And so God has the ability to show you 
future events <clears throat> and keep you in a place where you're prepared for what's to come. And then as you go through it, you understand because you were ready. It's interesting that you will be in a different place than the rest of the world who was not ready. I remember telling the story of uh, Brother Hagin where the Lord woke him up one morning early and said, there's a recession coming to America. And if you'll do these things, then you'll, it'll still come. You'll see it, but you won't feel a bit of it. And so he wrote all the things down. The Lord told him on that notepad, went into his office that day and made all the changes that the Lord told him to make. And he said, not only did the recession come to America, he said, other people, even other ministries felt the results of it. He said, but we did not feel it a bit. And it was in that recession, think of this, that all of the cash came in and they purchased the Rama property cash during the time of recession. While others were going down, they were going higher. Why? Because God had spoken to him ahead of time. And part of the benefit of prayer that we have is that God will speak to us ahead of time and warn us of things to come. And uh, there are there are people that have pro been prophesying all over the uh, United States of America. My uncle's been prophesying in Virginia Beach. And these prophecies are setting us in position so that we can be successful even when the enemy tries to attack. And so we want to encourage you because it's very important to know you serve a God who provides for his children. He's a provider. It's one of his covenant identities. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but we've seen miracles take place. Yeah, you know. absolutely. You know, when you asked about wanting to, to talk about uh, God's provision, I started thinking of some verses that come to me on my own. I know like, you know, you give out ideas and stuff, but I, I also like to ask the Lord, what is it you have that I can receive from this as well? Not only for everyone that's watching, but I was um, thinking of this actual chapter. It's just a few verses, so it's not long, and I'll read it real quick in Psalm 46. It's a, it's a lot of verses that we've picked from this chapter, but let's put it all together real quick. Uh, 46.1, God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Amen. So we will not fear. When earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. Amen. From the very break of day, God will protect it. And before I move on, you know, I, I've read these verses before, but then it, it it jumped in me one time when I read in that city mm -hmm. and I started thinking, you know, you, you think sometimes just what the word says, but you have to think that there's a deeper meaning to it. It's not just in your city where you live, in your city of Elmira, in your city of Parkland, Florida, in your city of Columbus, Ohio, in your city is you, you as the body uh, I'm the city that they're talking about there. God dwells in me in that city, and it can't be destroyed. Amen. The nations are in chaos. Their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders, and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end without 
uh, throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. We, we take that verse and we make shirts out of it and we do all this stuff. Be still and know that I am God. But truly, take that for what it's worth. Know that God dwells in the city. A river brings joy to the city, to the city of our God. Joy should be oozing out of you in times of chaos Amen. when the world is crumbling around you and there's earthquakes. It's not a time for provision to go backwards. It's a time for our provision to increase. That's right. Go higher mm -hmm. in the things of God. Go higher in your provision. It, there's no mistake that we've had some of the m most testimonies of provision for people yep. in this time. That's right. What the world may call famine drought out there people aren't working like you said the stimulus check comes in and honestly the stimulus check that comes in is not going to provide uh, a month for a family right it's not so we don't base our hope on money coming back from the from the irs you know what i'm saying like thank you president for doing that for us but that is not our source. That is not our main thing. That is not what we're keeping our eye on and hoping that they'll do it again and hoping that we receive from this world because that's not what we put our hope in. <clears throat> right. And be still and know that I am God. We do have to be still and listen. So just like the word of the Lord was given to us back at the beginning of the year, we needed to be still and listen to that word. Figure out what God is saying to us. Ask yeah. and you shall receive. That's right. It's not just things, though it is natural things that we will ask for and God will provide for our life, but it's also ask and tell us, like in Jeremiah 33, what is to come? Yeah. What am I supposed to be prepared for? Absolutely. Because we're not supposed to be Christians who get sucker punched. Right. That's not how it works. And then all of a sudden there's chaos for us. We always have the ability to be one step ahead of the enemy. That's absolutely Always right. have the ability for that. One step ahead of the enemy. Why? By the leading of the Lord, by the divine wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And uh, as we continue, remember this, that God has a covenant with us and we with him to provide for his children. It's based upon the yeah. integrity of his name and who he is. Listen to this testimony that came in. Now, this was awesome because I know this man to be a sower. I know him to be a sower. He's walked up out of nowhere uh, to me before I've I, in multiple times and just said, the Lord told me to do this and just hand put an offering in my hand. I mean, even back when I didn't really know who he was, the Lord uh, spoke to him, said, hey, go, go to find Brother Ted, put an offering in his hand. And he did. I know this man to be a sower. And I want to show you what God does. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Look at Jessica, provision for us. Someone just gave us $12,000 towards a vehicle. Look at that. $12,000. <clears> a $12,000 increase toward a vehicle. Supernatural. Yeah. It's supernatural. God is the provider, Amen. not man. God will use men, but he is the source. He'll use men, but he is the source. Listen to this. And he, he just texts me this. Um, and those of you that are, that are jumping on, you can text me testimonies. But listen, he said, I got good news, Brother Ted. Found out that I was getting a raise retro to last week. Now listen to what's been going on even in time of where other people are crying crisis. He said, got a raise retro to last week, about almost a 5% raise. He said it was unexpected because I just got a performance raise. 
So look at this. The, the, the company gave him a raise and then looked at him again and said, you know what? This, this guy deserves another raise. He said, so now, he said, I was given this performance raise, so I was definitely surprised that it was another one coming this quickly. He said, so now, with just in the last few months, I'm up over 14% in raises in just that short period of time. Why? When other people are feeling like there's nothing happening, when other people are in fear, when other people feel like there's not going to be enough, look at the things that are happening for God's people. $12,000 given for a car. People coming back, debts canceled. This this right here, powerful. My company not laying me off. My company's giving me raises back to back. Now I'm 14% up. Why? What's going on with people. What is happening with those that are connected to God by covenant? Let me show you what's happening. And of course, if you have it in your Bible, I want you to go with us <clears throat> to the book of Genesis chapter 22. This is going to stir you up today, man, because God's got financial increase yeah. and blessing coming for his people. Financial increase and blessing coming for the people of God. I want to just take you through this. I love that Korah. He's not a God of lack. He is a God of abundance. That's exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Look, Marissa's husband has had two raises since January. Two raises. God's taking care of his people. That's why you, you have to choose what you're going to listen to. Yep. You have to choose what you're going to listen to. If all you're going to listen to is the news and the, and everyone's losing their job and everyone's right. without and what are we going to do and we need to go to the grocery store and we need to stock up because, I mean, I was just there yesterday and then I've got people talking in the aisles about how we need to start buying all the stuff again and stocking up because now it's hurricane season starting. Yeah. It's like if it's not one thing, it's the next. Next. Right. So you literally have to choose at this time right. what is going in your ear gate and what you choose to believe. That's it. Because it's going to be a, a monumental change in your life and your belief system yeah. and what you do from this moment forward. No question. So either get you know get testimonies and print it in your spirit, man, mm -hmm. because that's what it is. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. So in order to overcome lack and to overcome the fear of what, you know, everyone's talking about with people losing jobs. Right. Someone just got $12,000 for a vehicle. And look at how it came. $12,000. She said, I sowed a $3,400 seed. The, she said, the Lord told us to empty our account and sow a seed. No, notice that. The seed calls the harvest. Yes. The seed calls the harvest. They sowed that $3,400 seed and look what came back. A 12,000. God will, you'll never, and this is something we've said for years. It's become cliche to some. You'll never beat God giving ever because what you sow, he multiplies. And when he multiplies it, he sends back a harvest that's much bigger than what you sowed. Yes. And you can <clears throat> tell what she was filling her spirit with. Faith. Because to give all that they had in their savings account at a time that doesn't look like you can give everything in your savings account, right. God came back faithfully. Exactly. Because his word never lies. Look at, um, this is Genesis chapter 22. This is the story, obviously, you know of Abraham as he's been um, commanded by God to sacrifice his son Isaac. Look at this. The Bible says, and after all these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son. Now, let me stop here and say this, because this is so, so important that you catch this. Another car. Look at that. 
weak cards. Th this is interesting because Abraham, at a hundred years old, was called a father of many nations, but he had no children when he was called that. And watch, in order to become that, he needs children to, to fulfill that prophecy. Now, God speaks to him and says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, to a place that I'll show you <clears throat> to sacrifice him. Now, this is Genesis 22, verses 1 through 13, Ashley. But notice this. His only son is the most precious seed that he has. Because, and they and scholars tell us that at the time that this part took place, the, the, where he was about to sacrifice him, that Isaac was somewhere around 30 years old and Abraham would have been about 130. So you think about the fact that he had this promise to be father of many nations, but he's only got one true son in the covenant, according to God. And now he's supposed to go and sacrifice that son as a seed unto God, as a sign of obedience. It would look like in the natural, this is all I have. And if I sacrifice this, Great. how can my blessing ever come? But notice, he had a faith in God that if God spoke to me to do it, I'll never lose out by obeying the voice of the Lord. In fact, those of you that are watching, I want you to put it in the comment section right now. I can never lose by obeying the voice of God. Put that in the comments because that is such a vital principle. I can never lose by obeying the voice of God. Write that in the comments. Look at Jennifer. God bless me with a new job at my current job as a shutdown due to COVID. Denied public assistance for help. Prayed to Jesus. Got a call for a new job. More money than current job that's on hold. I'll providing food and cooking for the elderly. God. And look at that. Took her into a place of increase, literally, when everybody else is screaming decrease. Jennifer's standing in a place of increase because of the power of a Holy Ghost. And so understand this, that I love that, right? I can never lose by obeying the voice of God. That's the key. If the Lord speaks to you, you cannot go into decrease right. or diminish by obeying that voice. Impossible. The Bible says in Isaiah 48, 17, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. And so when God speaks, it leads you into profit or increase. That's what he leads you into. He doesn't lead you into destruction. He doesn't lead you into a place where you lose. He leads you into victory. I love what the Bible said. Thanks be unto God, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord, hallelujah, who gives us the victory. He gives us the victory because Jesus can never fail, can never fail. And so when you're obeying the voice of the Lord, look at this. Brandon said, I had uh, one business account that in one day is bringing in over $2,500 of commissions outside their other commissions deals. And I have over 30 accounts that are high producers. Praise God. Yeah. It's supernatural. Yeah. Isaiah 48, 17, 48, 17. It's very powerful to understand what takes place. When a, a word comes from God, when an instruction comes from God, he's leading you into increase. God wanted to see with Abraham, now that I've given you a son in your old age, are you going to hold on to that son and never let him go? Or am I still number one in your life? 
Am I still number one? Because that's what happens to a lot of people is that they need something so bad or they're believing for increase. And when they finally get it, that becomes their master instead of God. That's why the Lord Jesus spoke regarding the rich young ruler. And he said, uh, you lack one thing. Go sell all you have and give it to the poor. And the Bible says he went away sorrowful for he had many possessions. But in truth, the possessions had him and he could not obey the voice of Jesus. And so God doesn't ever want you to get to the place where what you have is your master. God must be your master, the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why we talk about the fact anything we have really isn't ours. It's really just us stewarding it for God. Yeah. That's why we never have a hard time giving anything away yep. that the Lord speaks to us because it's not ours in the first place. When you truly understand covenant, what is covenant? Everything that's mine is yours and everything that's yours is mine. And we've never had an issue with giving or, or if God spoke to us to do anything. There's no. times we've emptied out our accounts. And you have to train yourself for that. You have to get out of your comfort zone. That's one thing that we are, are die hard. We teach the kids and say to them all the time, even not even in a teaching moment, just thanking the Lord or, or in conversation. We always say, you know, Nothing we have is ours. Right. Everything we have in this house that you can see, God gave us. Right. We're going to take care of it. We're going to give it when he says give it. Yep. You know, we're just we're just borrowing it and then because you have to get in that place where you can release anything at any given moment. That's right. And you work yourself up to that. It's not always easy at first. And yeah. that's what I talked about yesterday with faith. You have to actually take an action and a step to do it. Yeah. So when something that, you know, the Lord's directed you to give, and it's not always something that you don't wear anymore. It's not always something that you don't no, like anymore. That you love it's something that you love and you value. have right now and value. And But you have to see where you are in that position. Will you hang on to it? Will you have that feeling that runs in the thoughts in your mind? This is the last time I'm ever going to get this. So right. I want to make sure I hang on to this. Right. Or are you going to let it go? And when you let it go, you got to forget about it. That's right. No strings attached. It's done. It's forgotten. And then it, you move yourself into new levels to the point where giving becomes a daily affair. No question. That's what I strive to do. Yep. I strive to make sure every day I'm doing something for someone, for the kingdom, and I work hard at it. I make a conscious decision yeah. to do something daily for somebody or for the Lord. That's right. Uh, Landon's asking, what's the Venmo account to sow a seed? It's MWGive, at sign MWGive for Miracle Word. Thank you, Landon, for sowing a seed. You know, it's interesting. Like Karen will tell you the, the same thing. We talk about, love you too, Alan. Talk about the fact that, you know, well, <clears throat> you know, how does this work? You know, Carolyn can tell you. <laughs> Out of the blue, I'll have people send me shoes in the mail all the time. doesn't happen. Happens all the time. People say, I felt to buy you these shoes. I had someone just buy me a, such a nice pair of shoes um, that came and like out of the blue. And I looked them up because I didn't know. I'd never heard the brand. They were like $400 pair of shoes. I had other people just, and they'll, and boxes are. I was like, what's the box? Something just came in the mail. What's that? Well, open it up. It's another pair of shoes that somebody uh, sent. But the key is, how do, how do you get to that place? But there's been times, and I've told it on the broadcast, Carol will tell you, there's been times that I've just given away 
all kinds of shoes. I mean, like boxes and boxes. You guys have heard my testimony about when the Lord spoke to me to give away like 13 pairs of like brand new Air Jordans that I had, you know, in my closet in boxes and it's still in the papers. And, you know, and the Lord spoke and said, you need to sew those. You need to give them away. Well, that wasn't some old pair of grass stained shoes that I've been cutting the grass in. Those are beautiful, brand new, dead stock in the paper, in the box shoes that, you know, are expensive. I don't have any issue whatsoever giving them away. Why? Because they're not mine to begin with. If I'm in covenant with God, I'm literally just stewarding anything that he has given to me in my life. Nothing I have, I got myself. Anything we have was given to us by the Lord. And if he gave it to us, then he sp speaks to give it away. It's gone. We're giving it away. And I don't, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. Well, if you can sit there and give all those shoes away, then you better believe that uh, because the Bible says, whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. Yes, Ashley, you can. MiracleWord.com. MiracleWord.com. Yeah. So you understand, it's whatsoever. A seed reproduces after its own kind. Yeah. If you sow shoes, shoes are coming back. <laughs> and literally stuff just starts showing up. Ladies. St starts showing up in the mail. <laughs> I, that that shoes, wasn't old stuff. That wasn't old stuff. That was that was new, nice stuff. You know, same thing has happened. Watches. You know, I, I've given so many watches away. Yeah. Well, when somebody feels to to come up to me and say, "I felt to give you this watch," I, I don't sit there and go, "Well, you know, I I don't know if I could receive that. I'll receive it quickly. Hmm. Why? Because I've already sown seeds and seeds and seeds. I was sitting one time in a service. I've told this here. I'll, I'll share it again. You know I, what? And some of it's a seed for you too. Oh, yeah. It's a, it could be a harvest or a seed that comes into that your comes life. That comes back. Yeah. Sometimes some, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it's a seed for somebody else. Someone gives it to you. Yeah. And you're not meant to hang on to it. Right. And it's actually a seed for... <laughs> for, for someone else. For a harvest. And then it's 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 a harvest. You're giving... You, you're giving a seed, but you're also giving a harvest to the person that's believing for what you just gave them. Absolutely. I, I remember one time, and I'd built up over years, you know, I'd always, there was a time that I always had wanted a Rolex, and I, I never had one, but I, I had given watch after watch after watch away. Well, nicer and nicer watches started coming back. Beautiful watches. Well, there was a time that I finally, someone gave me a Rolex, and um, I was actually finishing up a service in a camp meeting, and a pastor came to the front. And said, man, that's a really nice watch. I said, and the Lord spoke to me as he said that and said, take that Rolex off that you've been waiting for so long and give it to that pastor. Well, I took it off and I sewed it. Thank you, Jessica. I sewed that watch to that pastor. And do you know, he, he was like, wow, you really giving me? I said, I'm really giving you that. Take that watch and be blessed. <clears throat> well, it was not a week later. I mean, not a week. <clears throat> Someone gave me a watch that was worth double what that Rolex was worth. Well, I found out later that when <clears throat> when I gave that Rolex to that pastor, he knew in himself. He said, when you handed me that Rolex, I knew in my spirit that it wasn't for me, but it was a seed for me to sow to another pastor I knew in another country. Well, I I, had, I saw him maybe, maybe a year later at when he told me this. I didn't get all mad and say, I gave you that watch for you. That was for you. That wasn't for some pastor I don't know. No, because once I release it, it's yeah. gone from me. That's right. I don't keep strings on the things I give away. 
Once it's gone, listen, I don't have strings on the things I have. You won't get your harvest if you keep strings on your feet. I don't have strings on the things that I have. If God says it's gone, it's gone. And I gave it to that pastor, he's free to do with it whatever he wants because it's now his. But what the point I'm trying to show you is sometimes something will come into your hand and as it does, you know it's a seed for you to give away. It's not even for you to keep. It's not even for you to keep. And so that's happened to me many times where something comes into my hand and I know, oh, this isn't for me. This is for somebody else that I'm, I'm going to give. And so um, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting because as you know, and you have to be discerning about that because you'll know sometimes that thing will come into your hand and say, I, I know I'm supposed to sow this. I know I'm not supposed to consume this upon myself. I'm supposed to sow it. And you have to realize that you've got to follow the voice of the spirit of God. Yeah. Because remember this, and I don't think sometimes people think like this, but second Corinthians chapter nine, the Bible says he gives seed to the sower. Did you ever think of the fact sometimes, see, we, we fall into the trap sometimes that everything that comes back into our hand is a harvest. But did you ever think sometimes some of those things are seeds? Yeah. Because he gives seed to the sower. Maybe you look at it in both ways. It is a harvest, but the whole harvest is supposed to be my my next seed. Right. There's many times I've had that happen where somebody will put something in my hand. I say, yep, this is a seed I know. It, it, it happened. <clears throat> Part of it, we had people uh, give us money recently within the last, what, month. And when that money came in to our hand, I knew this is supposed to be part of our Easter resurrection seed offering. And so I wanted to sow a certain amount and she wanted to sow a certain amount during our Easter resurrection seed offering. And uh, the Lord, what did the Lord do? He put the seed in our hand because he gives seed to the sower. That encourages me, and I'm sure it encourages you, because the fact God's doing that to us means he knows we're sowers. He doesn't give seed to people that aren't sowers, but he gives seed to the sower. And so we were able to sow largely during resurrection, not just to our church, but to other ministries, because God gives seed to the sower. And sometimes I could have looked at those things that people gave me and said, hey, I want you to know this is for you, and I want this to be a, a gift for you. Okay, once it's mine, it's mine. But I know in my spirit, this is for the Lord. Yeah. This is for the Lord. And it's important to be discerning about when the Lord is giving you seed to sow. Because here's what ends up happening. If all we do is consume everything upon ourselves, we actually rob ourselves of the ability to level up. Sometimes God's putting those large seeds in your hand to give you an opportunity to go to another level. Do you ever think of the fact that sometimes, what if what if somebody? It's like it's a wonderful testimony. I'm looking at these people that are that that are uh, putting their testimonies and comments. Do you ever think about the fact? Let's say a thousand dollars comes back into your hand, but you've never had the ability to sow at the thousand dollar level. What if God's putting that in your hand as a seed to sow? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To take you to another level. Absolutely. Because you can't jump levels without jumping in your seed size. That's why I was saying. You have to get out of your comfort zone to move to the next level. 
<laughs> doing all of the, the steps that we've been talking about this entire week is going to set you up only to be more prosperous and do things for the kingdom. It's not all about doing stuff for you. You will be blessed right. for doing and working for the kingdom and doing all the principles that the, the Bible tells us to do. Yeah. Look at this. In Proverbs eleven twenty five, the generous will prosper. Yes. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. That's it. How can you live in, in supernatural joy every day? Joy every day? How can you feel refreshed? How can you live in peace? Mm -hmm. Be a giver. Yeah. Be a giver. Because you do, you know, three times this week, I gave money out randomly as soon as the holy spirit dropped it in and it wasn't people i hang out with it wasn't people i see on a daily basis right it wasn't even people that live in my state and it wasn't family it was literally dropped in my spirit and you have to do it right then and there you don't want to get busy with your day you don't want to push it off right everyone has the opportunity to get out of the spirit in that yeah. moment and into the flesh but when I did it, it was on time for every person. That's right. They wrote me back saying they were crying, but not like upset, obviously, but tears of joy. And I felt refreshed and they felt refreshed. That's right. Because what I was able to do for them lifted off a particular thought that mm -hmm. was on top of them. And they were able to feel joy in that moment. Yeah. So I did exactly what Proverbs 11.25 did. I was able to give and refresh others. And therefore, I felt the peace and joy and the refreshing of being a giver. And you know that there's joy that comes with giving. Jesus taught that. Um, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That word blessed, <clears throat> break that out in the Amplified. Do you have an Amplified? Oh, my phone. <clears throat> it just means there in the Greek language, the one who is blessed, Which happier, um, <clears throat> Acts 20, 35. Um, it says blessed, it is more blessed, or the one who it gives is happier and more to be envied than the one who receives. Think about that. Proverbs, uh, Acts 20, 35. Here's the Amplified. Listen to this. <clears throat> in everything, I showed you by example that by working hard in this way, you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed and brings greater joy. What is this? This is in the classic Amplified. <clears throat> there it is. It's all that Diet Pepsi you no. just wrote. You want some water? Amplified. This was the, the classic Amplified. Listen. The Bible says, Jesus how himself said, it is more blessed makes one happier and more to be envied to give than to receive. You see that? It is more blessed, makes one happier and more to be envied. So you understand Jesus was teaching that the one who sows actually pulls a joy into their own life through sowing that doesn't come any other way. It makes one happier and more to be envied. Remember this, anyone can receive, but not anyone can give. That's why the Bible says in um, the book of Hebrews, when it's taught in chapter seven, it says it is without, it is without debate that the superior always blesses the inferior. That's why I've always said for years, homeless people can't buy other homeless people homes because they're at the same level. Homeless people cannot bless other homeless people. 
if I'm going to buy a homeless person a home, I actually have to have resources that they don't have. So those that are at a higher level have the ability to bless those that are at a lower level. The Bible teaches that that is without debate. So understand that there is not just a joy that comes on you when you give, but it also puts you in position to receive a harvest that would not have been there before. So it doesn't just make you happier, it puts you in position to be blessed and more to be envied, the Bible says. More to be envied. Let me read you another testimony that came in. These, these are stirring me up, man. Um, listen to this. I was just thanking somebody online today and they said, praise God for providing seed. I have to give God glory today. Not one member of my family is, was, or will be sick. Not one member of my family is without income. And listen to this. This, this came in today and uh, this is the testimony. And I am receiving bonuses every week and just got another email that in May I'll be getting yet another bonus. All glory to God. Praise him and thanking our father for taking care of his children. All that is good comes from our father above. That's exactly right. Think of that testimony. In a time where other people are crying uh, lack or saying it's not enough, more bonuses and got an email. I'm getting ready to get another bonus coming up. So this is what God's doing. Let me give you another one. Listen to this. I have a major testimony on how even in a time when the world is facing hardship, my wife and I have seen violent increase and expedited favor. We've been faithful to tithe and sow as the Lord has directed us. And then the last, listen to this, in just the last three weeks, we have had over $4,000 come into our hands to pay bills and do other things. And here's an awesome thing. After we filed our taxes, the IRS took our return forward, got, uh, returned toward my student loans. But four days ago, I got a letter that because Trump, uh, the, the, the CARES Act, they're sending us the entire return, which is over $6,000 instead of student loans. That letter came in the felt... That letter came after we felt to partner with Miracle Word Ministries as well as other ministries. Look what God's doing for givers. Look what God's doing for people that are sowing seed. He's honoring his word. He's honoring his word. There's no question about it that when you obey the mighty word of God, things have to change in your life. Yeah. No question. And we, we want to give you some of these things. We know that uh, we were in, in talking about Abraham. He goes up on the mountain. He gives the Lord the most precious thing in his life. And then what happens? The angel stops his hand and the Bible says he looks over and sees a ram. I love this story. Caught up in the thicket. I love this. Because it couldn't have been just any kind of lamb. Had to be a ram. It had to be spotless. It had to be a perfect. If you're going to sacrifice it to God, it had to be without blemish. You're telling me that God leads Abraham through the desert finally shows him a mountain. He goes all the way up to the top of the mountain. One commentary I read said he was even above the place where uh, mountain ram should have even been. And he's up there, builds an altar to the Lord. And then right as the angel stops his hand, he just looks over and there's a seed for God just sitting there. There's a sacrifice available that's caught up in the thicket. God tangled a perfect spotless ram up in the thicket just yards away from where the altar would be and made it sit there and wait until Abraham came and took it out of the thicket. And that was Abraham who said, I will call this place Jehovah Jireh for the Lord provides. 
And what does God do? The Lord is a provider. Yes. He's actually, as, as my uncle preached once, I'll never forget this. He is tangling your blessing up in the future so that by the time you get there, that blessing is already waiting for you. And all you've got to do is reach out and take what God's prepared for his children. Amen. It's the power of provision through our covenant with God. I love this. I wanted to show you, uh, and Carolyn, if you have this scripture, um, Elijah. Yeah. For, you have First Kings 17? Read um, verses 1 through 7, if you would. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe? Tish, yeah, he's a Tishbite. <laughs> and Gilead told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by the Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. Amen. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. So understand this, in a time of total uh, famine and, and, and drought, look what God did for his man put him right, positioned him right in a place yeah. where there was fresh water to drink. And then, I love this, and then took ravens who are scavenger birds. They're not givers, they're takers. He changed the nature of his own creation to bring provision, bread and meat, to his man on a daily basis. And when everybody was going without, look what God did. Supernaturally provided a way for Elijah to be sustained when everybody else was in a time of famine. Yeah. I love it. God will send ravens figuratively or literally to his people. I love how, um, if you've ever heard me tell the story of when I was recording that YouTube video about the provision of God and our neighbor showed up and knocked on the door, yeah. like literally rang my doorbell while I'm recording. I had to stop the camera. I went to the door. I said, what's up, man? He, he said, listen, one of those uh, meat trucks just came through the neighborhood. And um, as uh, they stopped and said, we got a deal going on that if you buy one full set of our meat package, then we'll give you a second set for free. And he said, um, uh, he said, I bought one. And I said, you know what? I don't have all the room for this. Let me give the other one to Ted. He said, so I brought you the other half. I want you to come get it put in your freezer. I went down. It was chicken. It was chicken wrapped in bacon, filet wrapped in bacon. It was New York strips. It was fish. It was shrimp. It, I mean, there was all kinds <laughs> of stuff in there. Remember? Yeah. It was a full frozen packages of all this different meat. And so he's like, man, my, my, my freezer's already full. He said, take the other half, the, other, the second free one. And then I get a knock on the door. I'm putting it all in my freezers. I get on the knock on the door. He's like, my wife's kind of mad. He's like, we already got full freezers, garage, and in the kitchen. He said, you know what? Just take the whole second set. Remember that? Yeah. And we took both sets. This man went out and bought them, knocked on my door, and gave them to us. It was originally it supposed fed, to just be one. It fed total, including him, four families. Four because families. Because we brought it to my parents' yep. freezer, and we bought it to my sister's freezer. That's right. And they have a family of six. It was sausages, too. Oh, yeah. I and mean, all hamburgers. kinds of stuff. I mean, it was just all meat. It was yeah. like all meat. It was except, amazing. Except, you know, Wow. Fish. I love this because while, I love that God did it as a lesson to me. Because while I'm teaching a video on the provision of God and how God will send people to bless you. 
Literally, that video was interrupted by God sending someone to bless me as a sign and a wonder. And we sat there and enjoyed that every single, I mean, you think about that. Every yeah. time you pull it out of the freezer and cook it, it's a sign and a, a memory of the provision of God. I didn't pay one cent. He didn't say, hey, would you go in halves with me so we can buy this together? He bought it. One was supposed to be for him, and then he said, I'll give the other one to Ted. Both came to me, supernaturally. It's a sign, and it's a wonder. I love what look Marissa said here. She said, uh, the two raises that our family, uh, for her husband, not coincidental, we've been partnering with Miracle Word Ministries at $85 a month for years, and in January, the Lord impressed me to increase our monthly offering to $125. Look at God fertile fertile ground thank you so much we love you guys she did say that when we were when we were um there i think it was yeah in january because she came over to the kickstart meetings mm -hmm. she said <laughs> every time i go to to give extra to your ministry i sell a house Praise she's God. a real estate agent she's like so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep giving to your ministry <laughs> and i'll keep selling houses amen <laughs> Amen. And that's what we're believing. Of course, we pray for Marissa and Jeff and all of our partners on a weekly basis yes. because what we're believing for you guys is increase for your lives. That's, see, that's the key. We're praying and asking God, Lord, increase those that are standing with us. See, it's not just about us. It's about you. Right. It's about your life. It's about your family. It's about your ministry, what God's called you to do. That's what, that's what the family of God is all about. She said, look at that. She said, and I sold two houses. See? Praise God. And that's what it's about. It's about the family of God. It's not yeah. about, see, here's the mistake people make. It's not about superstars in the body of Christ. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the family of God coming together to do the work of God that has to get done before Jesus comes. It has to get done. And Jesus put this urgency in his disciples 2,000 years ago. In the gospel of John chapter nine, he said, let's work the works of him who sent me while it is still day for the night is coming where no man can work. So it's about us joining together. And see, here's what I like about the way God works is that as we're doing this, we don't just get blessed for doing the work of the Lord, but every one of you look at these testimonies coming in from partners and people that are connected with us. Every one of you that are standing with us to do the work of the Lord. God has taken the same blessing that's coming upon us. That blessing is coming upon you. That's why I'm trying to break these stories out because I want you to see it's not just happening for us. It's happening for you. It's happening for your family, your children, your husbands, your wives. Why? Because God's joined us together in a covenant relationship. And when he does, that same blessing covers the covenant. Us, you, your children, your grandchildren, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. And look what he did for Elijah. He sent ravens to bless him. I'm telling you, get ready for things that are unexpected, like all of the things that have been popped in the comments section. 12000 for a vehicle, uh, $4,000 that have come in in the last three weeks. I mean, think of all the things that are being said. I'm not, I, I you know, there's Lots no way raises and bonus raises and bonus. There's no way people we couldn't make all this stuff up. It's impossible yeah. to make it up. And I love God's that as we've it. been teaching this, other people have been writing their testimonies, and yeah. we haven't even been able to read them all. I know some people are on YouTube, and you're not seeing everything that's happening on Facebook, and vice versa. But on both ends that we can see, 
as we've been teaching this, people are right. And when I haven't been able to read them all because they're just yeah. so they're actually large testimonies yeah, they're that long. have come in. And, and it just goes to show you that their faith has grasped this. That's why it's foolish, foolish for people to mock yeah. the message of, of, of prosperity and provision. And it's foolish, foolish because it teaches and knocks people out of their covenant and knocks people out of doing things that, God has called us to do not just the fivefold ministry. Everybody has a calling and is commanded to do the works of God. Yeah. Everybody is. And without it and without the provision and without giving us seed to do the covenant, to do what we're supposed to do, to do our responsibility of sowing and receiving and then sowing and receiving in order to do that cycle. It's foolish to mock that because it discredits and it keeps you out of the command of what God has called us to do as believers. That's right. Yeah, I love it. And this came in and got me so fired up because, and uh, I, I got this testimony, but what, uh, yesterday, came in yesterday. Yeah, it, it, la yesterday evening. Listen to this. Because this person is a hairdresser. So obviously uh, the government is necessarily not, not considering hairdressers uh, essential businesses. And so kind of knocked out. Hey, Becky, we love you. Good to see you. Um, you know, knocked out of doing their work. But listen to this testimony. Said, I'm sorry this is so late. I'm so excited and I'm reaching out to you with some grand news. This week I heard from God on what seed to sow. And she sowed a seed of, uh, that took faith to sow. And where, whom, and I acted on it even though things are tough right now with me. Let me tell you, God's timing <laughs> is always, always perfect in all caps. God has already showed up and showed out. I wanted to share my testimony of faith. Just now, I was on the phone with my uh, tax guy from Jacksonville. I just got the most miraculous news. I don't owe any taxes for the first time in 13 years of my career. She said, I'm getting my first That's refund in, in 13 years. From the IRS. <laughs> she said, as a hairstylist, what most people don't know is I've been shut down because of where she lives since March 25th and I've been out of work and I was shut down for a minimum of 30 days and I've continued to be denied unemployment and received no compensation of income and no stimulus check. I gotta say, God takes care and continues to bless his people. He has our back. I wanted to share that he always answers our prayers and protects his children through it all. People need to stop operating in fear and begin hearing from the Holy Spirit and heed to the instructions of the Lord. I love you both so very much. Can y'all hear me shouting over here? Y'all are fertile ground indeed. God bless you and your wonderful family. And uh, I wrote back that we're dancing and shouting with you. Why? Because God's taking care of his people. Never it's, have I seen the righteous forsaken or that's a it. seed begging for bread. That's it. New Testament, I give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You're not gonna have to beg for anything. Your provision will always be given to you. It's always readily available to you. It's it, you just gotta take it. You just like Abraham at the beginning of this. Mm -hmm. You know, not everything happened right away. He got right. this word from the Lord. There was a process in between. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Like you, you get how babies are made. There was a process That's in right. between. It wasn't just, I get this word, Lord, and the next day, yeah. I've got a son, I've got everyone, all these descendants. Yeah. You know, it took time. Sure. But he took that word for what it was worth. 
yep. and held on to it. And then after he got, you know, he, he took, it was faith to take that word and get it. And then we moved on to the next story was then he had to give that, give that son up. So it was like, Abraham had some serious words given to him, serious instruction yep. and serious faith. Yeah. And that's how exactly you should be and how we should be. Yep. Serious faith that when God gives us an instruction, God says, um, you know, this is what it's going to be. This is what you're going to have mm -hmm. if this is what you're going to do. Right. Take it for everything, a grain of salt, everything in this word of God. Take it for face value. Listen to this. Exodus chapter 16, I want to share now before we pray what God's going to do for you. And let me tell you, I know people's faith is being stirred right now to sow seeds. I've seen people all in the comments sowing seeds. People have gone online and sown seeds, even as we've been going. See, God's got you in position to hear this word right now because he has a blessing for you. He has something set aside for you and your family. He has things that are coming into your hands and into your house. And see, as the Lord's speaking to you, those of you that are watching, we've had people asking, people texting, people writing in, how can we get this seed in the ground? What can we do to sow? Take your, take your own instruction from the Holy Spirit. See, that's what the key is. He's speaking to you. I don't have to speak to you. She doesn't have to speak to you because we're not the Holy Spirit. Right. God is speaking to you. He's telling you what to do. So those of you that are watching, as you're watching, take that minute and sow the seed because what he's doing is he's putting you in position to receive your harvest, to put that overflow in your hand. Now, let me encourage your faith with what God's going to do for those of you that are watching, that are obedient to his voice. Look at this, Exodus chapter 16. I'm going to start reading with verse number 10. Listen to this. The Bible said, And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold... Look at this. The glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you'll know that I am the Lord your God. Now look at this. And in the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. <laughs> I, I want to stop in the in the evening quail it wasn't like four or five quail that came up and filled the camp there were at a minimum about two million Jews in the wilderness after being led out of slavery and bondage in Egypt two million people that were hungry for meat and God said oh I'm gonna give you meat if you go to another portion of scripture, I believe it's in Numbers, the Bible says that the quail so filled the camp that it was about 18 inches deep through the whole camp, 18 inches deep of quail on the ground to feed 2 million people at a minimum that wanted meat and were crying out for meat. And notice what God did, blew his breath from heaven. Quail, let me just give you a heads up. Um, Quail don't, no birds, no meat just shows up to be slaughtered. No, no meat, no, no birds just show up and say, hey, I'd like you to kill me and eat me. I know you're hungry for meat. No, they were <laughs> blown in by the breath of God and filled the camp, 2 million people, 18 inches deep with quail. And look at this. And the Bible says, um, 
let alone bring food. Right. They're like stealing food left and right. You ever been to the beach? <laughs> McDonald's parking lot close to the beach filled with seagulls <laughs> waiting for fries. And in the morning, dew lay around the camp. Look at this, verse 14. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. And when the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? Or the Hebrew word manna. What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it's the bread that the Lord has given to you to eat. And this is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat. Yeah. God didn't give them a taste. It wasn't a little communion cracker for each house. God filled the ground with quail and he filled the ground with manna or the bread from heaven and said, take as much as you can eat. Now, let me give you an awesome, awesome lesson here from Exodus because he said, uh, let no one leave any left over until the morning. But some of them didn't listen to Moses and some left part of it till the morning and bred worms and it stunk. Hmm. Now, now let, let me show you something here. Why, why did God tell them not to leave any till the next day? Why did he say, eat it all and make sure that it's gone? It was him teaching them to trust in him and have faith that every single day God would provide for them. Every, you don't need to save up and save your bread till tomorrow. Save your quail till I tomorrow. Like you know why? I'll provide more tomorrow. I'll provide more tomorrow. Eat it all up. Eat. I love that it says this. Eat as much as you want. Hallelujah. That yeah, shows that, that even in that time where they're in the wilderness, God didn't want them to have a mindset. You better start rationing the quail. You yeah. better start rationing their the manna. surroundings. He didn't want their surroundings to dictate what they were going to do with that food. That's right. So what are your surroundings right now? Are you nervous because of what they're saying stock market? Are you nervous because jobs have been shut down for a month and a half? Are you nervous that the stores are going to be without? So you got to stock up today because we don't know what they're going to have tomorrow. Right. What are your surroundings dictating to you? Yeah. Where are you looking? Absolutely. What, what, what do you have a grasp on? What are you believing? Mm -hmm. Which report? Which words? What eyes are you looking with? Your right. supernatural eyes or your natural eyes? That's exactly I it. love that point in the scripture. Eat it all now. Right. Don't worry about tomorrow. That's what he says in the New Testament. Right. Don't worry. My, my, my birds and stuff don't worry about tomorrow. No. The plants don't worry where they're going to get their water from. Birds right. and animals don't worry where they're going to get their food from. That's it. They're only focused on today. You have enough today. You'll have enough tomorrow. That's right. I give you this day your daily, daily bread. bread. Yep. Why? Because there's brand new fresh bread for you tomorrow. That's right. Eat it up today. Be full. Be satisfied. Because tomorrow you got another round. That's exactly it. <laughs> and that's what they had. And and what see it was a dis. It wasn't just a disobedience to the word of God. It was their fear that made them try to keep more. Yeah. It was their fear. They tried to fill their tents with manna, fill their tents. And God said, no, I'm not going to let my people live by fear. Right. Fear is displeasing to God. Right. Anything that is not of faith is sin. The Bible says in Romans 14, 23, understand that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what are we doing? We are actually trusting God will provide. Now, that doesn't mean, I understand that that was God's uh, instruction to them in the wilderness because he was teaching them about his pr provision. 
I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a savings account. I'm not saying we shouldn't have a money market account. I'm not telling you not to plan for the future. I'm saying don't worry about the future. Right. I'm not saying don't plan. The Bible teaches that you plan for the future. Teaches but it's saying you, you don't Stuart. You, you gotta don't, learn to you don't worry it. about the future. Right. You don't have fear about the future. So it's very important. So you gotta realize God has a plan to take you into the overflow. Um, did you have that uh, Psalm 105 mm -hmm. open? Yeah. What, what does it say in the New Living Translation? Psalm 105, 40. They asked for meat and he sent them quail. He satisfied their hunger with manna and bread from heaven. I'll read 41 too. He split open a rock and water gushed out to form a river through the dry wasteland. Listen to the ESV. They asked and he brought quail and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. Gave them bread from heaven in abundance. Hallelujah. God's getting ready to provide for you from heaven in yeah. abundance in Jesus' name. And they asked. That was it. That's the key. J simple. Not yelling, not crying, not speed tongues, not in fear. They just said, Lord, I ask you to send us meat for to provide for us so we can eat. That's it. That's it. And anybody who's in covenant with him in obedience, calm he provides it. for. That's what Matthew 7 says. It says that he gives good gifts to them that ask him, those that are in covenant with him. When you've obeyed what his word says to do, it actually gives you power to ask. Have you ever thought about that? It get, when you're in covenant with God, when you've obeyed his instructions, it gives you power to ask. Now, people that don't tithe, people that don't give, don't have any ability to ask for God to provide yeah. because God will never violate his word. He's not going to say, well, go ahead and be rebellious to my commands to tithe and, and to sow and give offerings and seed. And I'll still bless you anyway, even though you're not doing what I'm asking. That's not what he's saying. For people who are in covenant, people that are obeying the word of God, he said, I'm going to give you the power to ask. Why? Because you've obeyed my word. Yeah. Those that obey God's word are qualified for the manifestations of Christ. That's found in John 14, 21. He who has my commands and obeys them or keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he'll be loved by my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. Christ manifests himself to people who obey his mighty word and keep his commandments. And so what God's saying is, for those that are in covenant with me, those that honor the covenant by obedience, you've got the power to ask me to do great things and I will do those things. Ask and you shall receive yeah. that your joy may be full. I believe that's the gospel of John chapter 14. Is it the 26th verse? Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. How great is it to feel qualified? It's wonderful. I mean, we all have been qualified for something out there in the world. And you're like, yes, I'm qualified <laughs> for this. Disqualified is a sucky feeling. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah. Not getting picked, being told no, you don't qualify for this, you can't get this because, I mean, it's a terrible feeling. I want to be qualified. That's it. To receive the things of God. Amen. But you got to do certain things. You can't just. Obedience always brings the blessing. disobedient. Mm -hmm. Obedience always brings the increase. One of my favorite things, then we're going to pray for you, is this. When Jesus came to the very first miracle he ever performed in Cana, the wedding where he turned water into wine, 
it was actually not Jesus' desire to start performing miracles yet, but his mother so believed in his power that when they ran out of wine, she said to the servants, not Jesus, she said to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do. That right there. Smartest woman. John chapter two, that right there is the key to never ending increase. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's the key. And there's people God's speaking to you right now, people that have already obeyed the voice of the Lord. There's people all through the broadcast online, on the comments, you've already obeyed the voice of the Lord. He's already speaking to you and you've already done it. And so get ready for an increase to come. God's going to blow his breath from heaven. And I don't just believe that he's going to blow this coronavirus out of the nation and out from the world, that this thing will be eradicated. I'm believing for that too, that he's going to blow his breath from heaven and blow every wicked thing out of our way and that the nations will open back up again and the gospel will continue to be preached. However, I'm also believing that as he blew quail in for the children of Israel, and as he provided that manna on the ground, filled their camp, that he's going to blow his breath from heaven for you as well. And as you're sowing seed and putting yourself in position to be blessed, such an overflow is going to come to your house. Just like these testimonies that you've been reading in the comments and that we've been reading you here, that same story will be your story because you serve the same God, the same provider that's providing for them is the same provider who's providing for you. And so I want you to get your faith in position because we're going to pray and believe God for increase together and believing for your family. I do not believe that this is going to be a season of lack for you and your family. I don't believe it's going to be a season of destruction for your family. I believe this is going to be a season of increase for you, your family, your children, your business, your ministry, a season of health and strength a season of increase and prosperity that you'll come out on the other side of this and people will be confused and amazed at what God's done in your life and in your family. And so I want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you'd speak to everyone that's watching. I pray that as you guide them perfectly by your voice through this time, there will not be one day of decrease. There will not be one day of diminishing return. But Father, we'll go from favor to favor, victory unto victory, faith unto faith, increase unto increase, miracle unto miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would take us through open doors of blessing. I pray that you'd send people that we don't even know to sow into our lives. I pray in Jesus' name that you would send people to us that don't even like us to sow. Send the ravens, Lord. Send the ravens. Blow your breath from heaven and blow provision in from every direction. In Jesus' name, bless your people. And we thank you for that. We give you honor and glory and praise. Now, we ask you to speak a word to every man and woman that's watching to this or listening to it later. Speak that word of instruction so that we can not only hear it, but obey it and be abundantly blessed. Give us that guidance about what seed that we're to sow today. And we thank you that as we do, increase is quickly coming to our lives, to our homes. You'll honor our faith in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Amen. We want to encourage you. See, this is the key. Here's the information in case you need it. People have been asking, what's the information? Here it is on the screen. It is important to not neglect or ignore the voice of the Spirit of God when he speaks. He's always giving you instructions to bring you into overflow. Always. Always. I love that. Marissa's quoting those lyrics. He's a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. Exactly right. No question about it. He's a light in the darkness. And I thank God. You know, even, even though it's been, what? Has it been close to four? What has it been? Close to four weeks that we've been going now? Maybe maybe yeah. longer than that. Well, we got home at March 16th and yeah. it kind of happened. So about four weeks that, that week. we've been dealing with this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those that are sowing. Um, and it blows my mind that our sowing has never dipped. No. Our giving's never dipped. We've been blessing uh, our church, we've been blessing other ministries, been blessing other Absolutely. people. It's never stopped. It never will stop because God provides for those that are obedient. He's going to do the same thing for you. No Absolutely. question. And so those of you that are on uh, Facebook or Twitter, Periscope, you can always sow by putting hashtag donate and the amount you'd like to sow in the comments as you see on the screen. Or as others are doing, you can use Cash App to sow a seed. The, the cash tag is MWGive, and it's the same for Venmo. As we said earlier, MWGive. The PayPal information is also on the screen if you'd like to use that. And then, of course, the easiest way to sow a seed. Go to MiracleWord.com and either click on the Give page or if you'd like to partner with us, as many others are doing on a monthly basis, you can click the Partner tab and you can set up a, uh, by filling out the form, set up a monthly seed that you'd like to sow into this ministry. Many are joining us at 85, 100, 200, 500 a month. Do what the Lord is speaking to you to do and watch as you're blessed for doing it. And then of course, for every person that's sowing this month, $100 or more, we've got this awesome book by Dr. Mark Hitchcock, The End, Complete Overview of Bible Prophecy, uh, about 500 plus pages of teaching. It'll answer all your questions, makes it super clear one of the best books I've ever read on the subject. I love this book. Love studying it. And so we're going to send that to you as our gift. Then, of course, everybody that's but sewing. you have to go and claim your offer. Yeah, don't forget to so do that. So it's not just, I gave, where's my book? You have to actually go to the website yeah. and go um, to. Let me put it back so they see yeah. it. So go to either miracleword.com forward slash offer. Yes. Or if you are going online to give, you'll see at the bottom of the submit button, mm -hmm. claim my offer tab. And you will go to it and click that. And, and all you have to do is give your name and address. That and way the, we can ship the book yeah, to you. Yeah, and, and the, um, the amount you had just sewed. Because sometimes it just matches up like with Venmo and Cash App. But make sure, you know, don't get to the end of the month and be like, well, they didn't send me my book. They said they were going to send me my book. We want to send you your book. Part of the problem is like Cash App and other things like that don't give us your mailing address when you sow a right. seed that way. So, so in order for us to get that book to you for free, mm -hmm. we just need to get your address. So go to claim uh, my offer. Yep. There's a drop down of books and choose uh, the one that you want. And then you will, uh, I mean, that's this month, but. There's other Some options. Some of my hubby's also. books are up there and I highly recommend them. So Bonnie's reminding us, Bonnie and Daryl. <laughs> Also, you can write a check. Bonnie's so faithful. Her and Daryl <laughs> Bonnie are so is faithful, faithful with her checks. To we send appreciate those checks. We love you, you Bonnie. And love you. Um, and if those that would like to send a check, 
You can always go to miracleword.com and our mailing address is on the bottom of every web page on the website. So if you'd like to get our mailing address, you can find it there and the checks are made payable to Miracle Word Ministries. I don't know what um, null is. It's coming up at null. I'm not null. I'm not sure I what don't she's know. saying. Are um, you on the website? Just go to miracleword.com. But you know, somebody wrote in today. I thought this was so great. And uh, they wanted to actually sow a seed from one of their trusts. And so um, we sent them the tax ID information so that, that they required to sow from the trust. There's all kinds of ways people are sowing. You know, there's people that are doing uh, things like that, sowing from a trust. Other people are actually sowing seeds from their personal business, uh, people sowing from their ministries. There's people that are, I mean, there's every different kind of way that you can imagine people are giving. God's speaking in many different ways. We've had people, I love it. We talk about shoes and watches and stuff. I've had people give me and sew guns. We've had guns sewed into the ministry, which we receive in Jesus' name. Yes. I remember one of the first times ever, one of our, actually our very first partner, was it ever, Gerald and Peggy Wells, uh, who were in Georgia at the time. And I remember Gerald came up to me and he said, uh, uh, we, we had finished a service, we were in Georgia. And he came up to me and said, you like guns? I said, absolutely, I like guns. And I didn't really know Gerald at the time. He said, um, come out in the parking lot. I want to show you something. <laughs> I was like, you know, that sounds shady to most people. You like guns? Come out to the parking lot. I want to show you something. And so I followed him out and uh, <laughs> because that's the kind of guy I am. And uh, Gerald was so nice. He took me up to his, his uh, vehicle there, opened the back, and he opened a case. And he had a beautiful Winchester rifle in there. And it was a Winchester 32 and uh, like, looks like a 30, 30 lever action. And uh, he said, I, the Lord spoke to me, give this to you and gave, gave me that rifle, which I, I still have very, very, very awesome gift. He's given and you then, a few guns. Yeah. And then <laughs> he keeps uh, you fully stocked. Yeah. Brother Gerald. We have one me. of those too, Tracy. Yeah. I mean, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> brother Ger brother Gerald sent uh, a handgun this last time. And so thank you, brother Gerald. Peggy, we love you guys and appreciate you. They were the first uh, partners, monthly partners, believed in this ministry when we first got started and uh, just started traveling on the road. Ago. Didn't even, or just had, Maddie was a little baby. I'll never forget that the first largest seed to our ministry was from them. Yep. It was $2,500. They gave us $100 for every year. It was their anniversary, anniversary. their 25th anniversary, Wedding anniversary, and they felt to give us $2,500 as a yep. seed. And you know what? <laughs> because back then, $2,500 lasted us for the summer. Yeah, because we <laughs> were just travel. starting out. We were just starting out. Our first summer on the road. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, have yeah. we come a long way in 10 years. Now, now $2,500 is basically just my runs to Taco Bell. No, okay. no. <laughs> it, it's amazing that just in, you know, our ministry has been, we've been but on I'll the road traveling. That. It made such 2010, an impression. 2020, for just the traveling ministry. Of course, I was in the ministry before that uh, in the role of associate to my uncle, Pastor Terry Shelsworth. But think about that. In just 10 years, this is the 11th year, how far God's increased this ministry in just a decade. I know. That's Supernatural. what I'm saying. I look back, I'll never forget those things that people did. And it was the Lord at the right time. Because when we were not having that many meetings and you think, hey, you were getting ready to be on the road for the summer for six weeks. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, before we left, we got a $2,500 check. And I was thinking about this because we we announced this in January, just as a testimony, that uh, because we'd been declaring violent increase and expedited favor. In the month of January this year, God provided more into the ministry. I think it was 10 times more in January of this year than in the whole first year of our ministry traveling on the road. Just the first month of this year was 10 times more provision than in the whole first year of our first year traveling. Supernatural. The increase of heaven. God does it. We could never do it. God does it. And it's supernatural. So we want to say thanks to everybody that's connected with us. We love you guys. We do pray for you. We we hope and trust you're praying for us as well. But God's doing these things. It's, it's, It's supernatural. Nobody ever could make these things happen on their own. Without divine assistance, we've got nothing. Right. That's why it so uh, offended my spirit to hear uh, Cuomo's comments in New York. God didn't do this. You know, He's full of it. People that think like anyway. that. People that act like that and think like that are headed for destruction. They're headed for destruction. We give God all the honor and the glory and the praise for anything good that we have. Anything good that takes place, we give the glory to God. Jesus gets all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, because literally the only one that could do these things is the Lord. And so he gets all the praise and the honor. And um, so I don't, I don't, it, I'm just not going to go on, on a rabbit trail talking about politics, but suffice it to say, people are crazy. <laughs> that's, that's the best. That's the I edited can, version. I mean. I, I sent a message to my uh, a, a friend of mine yesterday when they the government now starting to ban in California singing on the platform in live stream t- church services. Wow, we're so shocked! Can yeah. you tell the shock? So shocked on my face. Yeah, no, this uh, has nothing to do with the pandemic at all. No, no, no! Crazy. Praise God for online churches because yeah. they can't take your voice there. Yeah. No. Yeah, and now they're telling you you can't even sing and worship the Lord on the platform in an so online service. Shocked. People are going to wake up and realize at some point that this is more than just a health crisis, pandemic. This is more than that. Rights are being stripped from people. They don't even know it. But they'll wake up and see. And gladly handing it over. Yeah, they'll wake up and see. Gladly handing it over with Bible verses that they know it. not of. Tomorrow I'm going to play the prophecy. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't want to miss tomorrow. I'm going to play the prophecy that went out uh, in West Virginia and the one that went out in Pennsylvania from the fall of last year. And let me tell you something. You're going to start to see, after I play the prophecies, what's taken place in America, what God told us last year. It's mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Let let me remind you also, guess what's available now? MiracleWord.com. Go to the store. Further Faster is now available. Printed ready. You can order it at shop.miracleword.com. You can order it on amazon.com and whatever territory you're in, how to accelerate your purpose through the force of impartation. This book is going to change you, man. I'm so excited for this to uh, get into your hands, for you guys to get a copy of it. we got a bunch of you that pre-ordered are going to get a copy first. And uh, those of you that are ordering now, you'll get it as soon as it can come. Um, yeah, Karen, it's going to be available on Kindle and Apple Books in literally just a few days. So we're so excited about that. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to see it. 
Travis said, besides guns, what's the most bizarre seed sown that you've ever had? Do you know? What's the what? Most bizarre seed we've ever had sown by somebody other than bizarre. guns. I don't know if guns is bizarre. I think it's a great seed. I think it's an awesome seed. I'm trying to think I'll anything take guns that's any been day. weird. I can't think of anything else that's that's been odd like that. I'd have to think about it. People have given us like weird prophetic shirts and stuff like that they made. <laughs> that might be bizarre. I don't know. I can't think that of it. I'll have, to, I'll have to think about that. Prophetic jewelry. <laughs> When you wear these earrings, when you wear these earrings, you get a plus four bonus to prophecy. I don't know. No live animals have been given to us. Lobster rolls. I would say that my kids would love that offering. Yeah, they would. They want a pet so bad. (laughs) They're not getting it. No. Not because we don't like them. I want to make this before we uh, before we go. I want to make a quick announcement. We've got more courses coming up very soon from Miracle Word University. Our latest course just came out. Mountain Moving Faith. If you've not gotten a chance to check these courses out, we did something special for you guys and created a bundle uh, of courses. All four that we currently have, you get 28% off, so you get one for free. And uh, so these will seriously build your faith and uh, get you ready for what God has planned for your life. So um, one of the things that I wanted to do before we uh, literally end the broadcast is uh, if you've never checked out Miracle Word U, you can go to miraclewordu.com to check out all the courses out. It's free to start an account, and then you can just pay for whatever course you'd like to be a part of. We have a lot of students that watch daily, but um, if you've never gotten a chance to see what it's like to actually be a part of Miracle Word University, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a preview here at the end of the broadcast, and you can see what it's like. And uh, we you love you. Do you have the kids thing real quick? I do one? have the kids thing. Yeah, did if you, you guys haven't. <laughs> Um, now where I'm on? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> here's, here's the Miracle Word Kids April mission. If you have kids, go ahead and grab it. We're going through just the Gospels to understand uh, the purpose of what Jesus died on the cross for us. We have some extra activities sheets for your kids to do. I know they are stuck home with you, and it is a blessing. But I also know that many of you are not used to it. And so if you need them to go do a word scrabble or go do... <laughs> color a picture or go do some math problems because the teacher in me gave a few of those you have some activity sheets uh as well in the packet and then we kind of talk about i've got a couple videos of maddie and the girls getting ready to come out this month asking your kids some questions so we want to hear back from them and keep them involved and i love miracle word uh kids it has been such a blessing to me and to hear the testimonies that I mean I just get them daily my kids never wanted to read the Bible now they're asking me mom can we make time will you sit with us ask questions you know I've got I've got people saying how can we sew into miracle work kids I've I've actually gotten a few of those emails in the last couple months it it's a connection to miracle word um, ministries so it's the same if you go to our website and you want to sew into doing whatever we're doing with the kids so you know be a part of that with your children it's for all ages Mm -hmm. and I look forward to it it's different every month 
It's yep. different every month. It's it's a reading mission. It's questions. It gets them involved in the word. I'm going to be putting some kid prayer points out soon because I want kids to understand what the word of God says. Yeah, absolutely. They, need a, they can have a wisdom and a revelation of the word of God at a young age. We don't have to wait till we're older to get it. Daniel's asking on uh, YouTube, when's the worship piano course coming out? It's the very next course that's coming out. So we're hoping it'll be out by the end of this month and uh, be available for everybody that wants to get involved in uh, worship keyboard. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, 1030 a.m. Don't want to miss it. And uh, here's the preview for you guys, as, love we, you guys. as we head out. Love you. Thanks for being with me again. Thanks. Am I supposed to kiss you? Or just, I was going to kiss you. <laughs> what? Back on my head? <laughs> Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. So in this video, I want to quickly show you something that I was speaking about in a previous video, and that is when we were talking about the measure of faith, uh, one of the warnings that uh, I give you and that you find in the scripture is to not exceed your measure of faith. And there's a reason that we talk about this. It is, I mentioned in the previous video that it's damaging to you if you try to operate outside of your measure of faith in the same way that it would be, uh, I use the analogy of going to the gym. And if you tried to lay down on the bench press and put more weight on the bar than your body can handle, although you might be able to get to that weight one day, you're not there today. And so trying to operate in that level of strength when you're not there would end up being damaging to your body. If you didn't injure your uh, shoulders or strain your muscles lifting that weight, you would actually just drop the weight on yourself and maybe crush your chest. And so it's important to understand that you should never exceed your measure of faith. As we showed you in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says God has apportioned or dealt out to every man a measure of faith. And so it's important that you understand that you are currently at a certain level of faith. And uh, as we read that, uh, I'll read it to you from the NASB in this video, uh, Romans 12, 3. The Bible says, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So there is a measure to your faith. It's at a certain level right now. You should never try to do things that are beyond that level. I'll give you an example of that in a bit, but let's look at 1 Corinthians 7, 17. 1 Corinthians 7, 17. Listen to this. Paul writes, only as the Lord has assigned to each one, as God has called each in this manner, let him walk. And so I direct in all the churches. You see that? Only as the Lord has assigned to each one, as God has called each in this manner, let him walk. So don't walk outside of the manner in which God's called you and assigned you and purposed you. Let's go on. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Listen to this. But we will not boast beyond our measure. You see that? We'll not boast beyond our measure, but within the measure of the sphere, which God apportioned to us as a measure, to reach even as far as you. For we are not overextending ourselves, 
as if we did not reach you, for we were the first to come even as far as you in the gospel of Christ. So understand what Paul's teaching here. We're not overextending our measure. We're not going beyond what we should be doing. We are operating within the sphere of our apportioned measure of faith. It's important to stay within your measure. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, the Bible says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And then finally, let me read to you 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11. The Bible says, Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God, and whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So from these verses of scripture that I'm reading you, you can see and understand that there's a measure of faith in which, in which you're currently standing that God has blessed you with and that you've grown to that level that, as Paul taught, you should never try to operate outside of your measure of faith. And one of the ways to ensure that you never operate outside the measure of your faith, and this is so very important to listen and adhere to this thought, one of the best ways, and I'd say it's the best way to ensure you'll never operate outside your measure of faith to the harm of yourself, your family, your ministry, whatever, is to only ever do what God called you to do and only ever do what he is directing you to do. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.